0: the recovery first podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in greenville south carolina and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction recovery and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space if you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting greenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. All right, another Recovery Share, Recovery First Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd, and, and I do these shares just to, to put them out there. I don't, like, really think about this a whole lot. Uh, just kind of roll with it. It's just kind of comes off my heart. I was thinking about uh, this morning the journey of getting to know myself in recovery as I sit here in my kitchen and i listen again to the symphony outside of the critters the crickets whatever it may be it's nice to sit here at i don't know about 11am in the morning i got to got to roll over to the program and check in there and make sure everybody's doing okay but to sit here and realize that you know I'm really just okay today. And there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in general. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but I was taught some things early in recovery, and I've stayed steadfast with those things. And that's really where I get my anchor. And I was taught very early which i've already done this morning that that i that i pray that praying is talking to god and that meditating is sitting and listening to god and i was taught very early to put pen to paper and write i realize that when i'm not doing that pen to paper kind of thing that um, I, i tend to have more confusion in my life i tend to have more anxiety Again, I'm working on another first step, and that's good. But I wanted to talk about like finding myself in recovery and that journey of finding out who I really am. And finally, 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 it's been a long journey, but it seems like uh, it's been happening here in the last couple of years, it's been really a rough couple of years, but I really feel like I'm starting to be okay, really, really, really be okay with who I am. And I think it's come from years of of doing the work and, and sometimes not doing the work. You know, sometimes we learn from not doing the work. Um, and that's okay, too. That's just part of the journey, right? And so... You know, I've come to the point that I'm just really okay with who I am. And it's been a long journey. I remember prior to coming to recovery that you know, I had no idea who I was. You know, from from the years of drug use and and now it's kind of cool because I'm growing old in recovery. I never thought that one of my things was I never thought that I would see 30. Well, I'm 55. And I'm on my 30th year of recovery, (laughs) which is really kind of crazy. I've got gray hair and uh, pretty much a a backache all the time, but I've come to the conclusion that I'm okay with myself. And I really, you know, we really, we talk about, well, I really don't care what people think and this, that, and, you know, well, of course I care what people think, but I've gotten a whole lot better with it, a whole lot better with it. And, you know, I, I really never thought myself being secure enough to do some kind of podcast or, or something for fear of what people would think it was. It was really, man, it was really about 20, about 24 years in recovery before I started what, you know, what we call recovering out loud. And I've come to realize that that's important, that, you know, because of stigma and discrimination with people who suffer from substance use and mental illness, that I need to be someone um, who speaks out about that. Um, that it, I need to be someone that, that people say, oh, okay, it really is okay to speak about that. And that's one of the reasons that I do these recovery shares is it's okay to say I'm in recovery or I struggle with substance use disorder or I've struggled with mental illness. It's okay to say those things. And I found a lot of freedom in that. And and I think because of that, because of the willingness to just be transparent, the willingness to do the work, that I have found a lot of freedom. I really do. I've got some really genuine friends today. Um, I've got an amazing marriage. I have an amazing purpose. And. And let me tell you something. When you find your purpose in life, and I feel like I have, I don't, I don't, I don't look for permission. I don't look for funding. I know it takes money, but the money will always come, and always has. Um, whether it be housing, whether it be harm reduction, whether it be um, helping people. Um, who want to start housing, whatever it may be. Listen, we don't have to have approval and people's permission to do this. And that's something that I've learned, um, in the last year or two. Just because maybe the state says, Hey, I don't want to fund you, or, or maybe, uh, somebody says, No, you know, I've had, listen, there's been a lot of rejection in this. Okay. But somehow, some way, we've always made a way when it comes to genuinely helping others and um so i just want to say this i'm okay with mike today and that's that's really what it's all about man i mean for years for years in active addiction i mean for years in recovery i was just looking for a way to feel okay right that's why we have these Substitutions and things that, other than drugs and alcohol, <laughs> that we sometimes fall into. But today, I'm willing to do the work, and today, I'm willing to be honest, and today, I'm willing to be transparent, and I don't feel like I have to have approval. I don't feel like I have to have uh, permission. Don't feel like I have to go out here and 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 get those kind of things. That I've come to a point in my life. I, I when I when you know I, when when I see a need, I just try to try to work with it. I try to work with it. Lately, I've been identifying. I live in kind of a poorer part of Greenville, um, and. I'm really, really seeing a lot, an, an increase of like homelessness. I mean, we've always had, but it seems like it's gotten a lot of mental illness, a lot of mentally ill people walking around, um, here in, uh, in wh- what we call West Greenville. And, um, so I'm kind of dreaming and just kind of thinking and like, What would like a street reach type recovery community organization look like here? I don't know. What would it look like and what would it take just to do it? What would it take just to do it? It's good to be in this place in my life at 55 years old. 30th year in recovery, 25, going on 25 years of marriage. A marriage, like I said, it's just getting better and better. And so I'm still kind of finding my way. I'm still kind of finding myself and, and all that. But isn't that part of the journey? That's, that I think it is. So I just kind of wanted to share what was on my heart today that um, just the journey of finding myself in recovery. Hey, join us uh, on Thursdays. We are talking to people who are making a difference. Um, 7 and 5 p.m. We are talking and just kind of interviewing folks that are really, really making a difference in our community and in the, the space of recovery, uh, mental illness and substance use disorder, folks that are getting the locks on out, Folks that are doing recovery community organizations, housing, we're really showcasing them, their courage, and uh, just letting them know how much we appreciate and love them and, and giving them a platform. So I appreciate everybody listening. I hope it helps you. Hey, do the work, man. Do the work. And all of a sudden, you'll wake up one day and you're like, man, I'm just, I'm just kind of really okay with myself. So hang in there, Um, big love from Recovery First podcast. So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable, um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation, um, you know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers, to help other recovery housing operators, to help mentor them, um, to help to advocate for them. And one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting the locks on into all recovery housing in south carolina we were very fortunate to get a grant from the clinton foundation and some help from the recovery advocacy project and challenges inc and favor greenville you know all of them combined have helped the south carolina recovery housing association to begin getting naloxone into all recovery housing in south carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina. And we want to advocate for them, train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.